Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We're so glad that all of you are here. Just remain standing with me if you would. We're going to get right into the Word here in just a moment. And uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's getting chilly out. Leaves are turning, and uh, it's a good time of the year. Amen. It's a good time of the year. Let's lift our hands. Welcome to the presence of God. We love you today, Jesus. Lord, we thank you today for the body of Christ. We thank you today, O oh Lord, for your word. God, we thank you for your word. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, O oh God. We thank you for your word that is alive, Lord. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. We thank you for your word. Oh, God, we hide, our, we hide your word in our hearts that we might not sin against thee, oh, God. We're, we open our hearts and our spirit to your word today. God, we're thankful to be here, thankful to be in your presence, and I pray you would speak to us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I'm so happy to... Uh, to, uh, uh, to, to have, we're so happy to have our speaker for first word this morning, Brother Eric Edwards, and uh, we love the Edwards family around here. <clears throat> and uh, all of the sister Rachel and Evelyn and Theo and Claire and uh, Hank, is that right? Is it Henry, Hank, <laughs> Henry, Sorry, I knew it started with the H. Um, but we are just so thankful. If you, if you haven't uh, got an opportunity to, to meet them, you owe it to yourself to, to, to meet them. These are wonderful people. They love God. And uh, I know Brother Eric has spoken to us before. Brother Edwards has spoken to us before. But I want you to open your heart to the word of the Lord this morning. Would you welcome him as he comes to teach the word today? Praise the Lord, everybody. One more time, let's just lift our hands and ask God to touch us today. Jesus, we love you. Just open up your spirit. God, we ask that you would move upon us today. God, prepare our hearts, Lord, for your word. God, help us to receive what you would have for us. Help us to not only be hearers, but to also be doers of it. And we ask it and we believe it in your name. And let the church say, amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. I'm going to go ahead and let you be seated. We're going to be going to John chapter 15 here in just a moment, but first let me say what a privilege it is to be speaking uh, to you all today. Uh, love you all. Thank you so much for letting us become a part of this church. Give honor to uh, Pastor Cody and uh, to, to Pastor Bounds for the invitation to speak today and uh, excited for what God is going to do. Pastor, talk to me about uh, speaking about the fruit of the Spirit. And so we're going to be talking about love today. And so look at your neighbor and say, love opens the door. Love opens, love opens the door. We're going to go to John chapter 15, and we're going to begin at verse 5. When Jesus was explaining to his disciples how they would be able to produce God's fruit, he used the analogy of a vineyard. How many know that Jesus was a storyteller? And that he had a way of being able to relate to people on their level. 
because the gospel is and always has been for everybody. John chapter 15, verse 5, this is Jesus speaking. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. He that abideth in me and I in him, well, how is that possible? Well, we know that's the spirit. That's the spirit of God. We have access to him through his spirit. We can abide in him and he can abide in us. That person that does that, the same can bringeth forth much fruit. There's a witness. There's a bearing of a witness of the fruit of the spirit. And then he goes on to say this last statement that's pretty startling. For without me, ye can do nothing. Now, I've been in church my whole life. I know that you probably have too. I've read this verse, and I may gloss over the significance of what he's talking about. Without me, without the Spirit, ye, that's a plural, you, the church, can do nothing. Can't manufacture it. Can't will it. Can't force it. Can't placate to it. It can do nothing without the Spirit of the Lord moving in our lives. If Jesus Christ is the vine in our lives, then the fruit that is being produced should be appropriate and should also be pleasing towards him and also for the kingdom of God. How many here today know and recognize that if he is the vine, that what we produce in our life will bear witness to him? But yet we know here also as well that we have the ability in ourselves that when our flesh intervenes to produce things, to display things that are not of God. Therefore, it is our goal today to keep the flesh submitted to the Spirit of God. For you will be known by the fruit that you bear. If you're trying to act spiritual... When you're not spiritual, then I like the way one preacher said it, your fruit will tell on you. We will be known by the fruit that we bear. The main point that I want to proclaim here this morning is that there is a stark contrast to the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. A stark contrast between the works of the flesh and the fruit of of the Spirit. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and we'll begin at verse 19. The Bible says, Now the works of the flesh, okay, we're talking about the works of the flesh, they're manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. Emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, it's a long list, oh, it keeps going, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and finally, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, I like how he says this. I feel like I'm talking to my kids all the time. I've already told you this once. Tell you again. 
that they which do such things, this is strong, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The works of the flesh will produce things in your life that will inhibit and hinder you from inheriting the kingdom of God. That's strong. Notice that the works of the flesh are revealed to us here in Scripture, but the works of the flesh are not produced by the Scripture. The works of the flesh are revealed to us by the Spirit, but the works of the flesh are not produced by the Spirit. It's critical to understand the difference here. That through the word there is a revelation of the works of the flesh. The, the, the word identifies what that is. But the spirit is not what produces these things. What an exhaustive list that Paul gives us here. And that I think we can all agree without the spirit of God that we would find ourselves on it. Or maybe you see your old self on that list. However, I am here today with good news that there is a combat to the works of the flesh. There is a work also of the Spirit. And there is a fruit that we are meant to bear as a result of it. Let's continue here with the contrast beginning of verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, we, we saw what the works of the flesh produce. We saw the fruit that is produced by the works of the flesh. But let's look at the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And here's what's really important today. This is my main message. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This last verse is so powerful because it's telling us that it's possible to live in the Spirit, but it's also possible to not walk in the Spirit. I heard Brother Mooney say many times while I was a student at IBC that we must be able to walk in the reality of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. God is a real, moving, tangible thing that we must realize there is a reality to it. And it's a daily walk, not just a living moment, but something that we are called to walk in daily. Receiving the Spirit of God is not where the walk stops, it is where it starts. Because as we begin to walk in the Spirit of God, our life begins to produce the fruit that bears witness to the Spirit of God. If we just visit the Spirit on Sunday, that's the only time we pray. It's the only time we seek God. It's the only time we try to move towards Him. If, if we just visit the Spirit of God, I would propose that we cannot then walk in the Spirit of God. The walk was not meant to be temporary, nor was it ever meant to be convenient. If we treat God like a commodity, then we cannot live, and we certainly cannot walk in the Spirit. Verse 26, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. We were just talking about living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. 
And then we go into let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. Here's a startling and almost a terrifying reality of the fruit of the Spirit is that we cannot bear the fruit of the Spirit while coveting the fruit of the Spirit. I cannot look at what you bear and be jealous of the Spirit moving and the fruit that's being produced in your life. If we live in the Spirit, let us also then walk in the Spirit, but also let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another or envying one another because of the work of the Spirit. Because when you get the Holy Spirit, you do not get an it. You get a who. You get him inside of you. And the attributes that are meant to be produced is likened unto joy, unto peace, unto love. It is the fruit of the Spirit that needs to be on display in our lives, in our church, in our family, in our home. Because whenever the fruit of the Spirit is on display, people can feel the presence of God even if they are not Filled with the presence of God. And as a result of what people feel, they are able to walk up to what is being produced in your life. And they're able to draw from the fruit of your walk. And that is why we need the love of God on display in everything that we do. Everywhere that we go. Even in the moments when I could be upset. When I could be frustrated, Kroger shut down the pharmacy yesterday in the drive-thru. I had to go inside. I could have been upset, and maybe I was a touch, but I had to display the fruit of the Spirit. Bob Goff wrote in his book that in the end, love doesn't just keep thinking about it or planning for it. Simply put, love does. The love of God is doing the work when it is on display in our lives. And I believe that it is love that can open the door to the supernatural working of the Spirit in your life. Say my life. In my life. Mark 1, verse 40. This is Jesus. And there, there came a leper to him, that being Jesus, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. Jesus was moved with compassion. When he saw someone trying to draw something from him. That word compassion there in the Greek could also be rendered as the seed of love. When Jesus was moved by love, it opened the door for a touch of the miraculous in that leper's life. And he would walk away forever changed. Why? Because when love is on display, Jesus will touch the untouchable. He will make a way where there is no way. He will be moved on your behalf. Love is more than words. It's more than song lyrics. It's more than music. Love is an attribute of the fruit of the Spirit and must be on display. From the beginning of time, the goal of hell has been to distort the view of love, the view of the love of God. 
What was the first distortion of Satan? It was to pervert the love of God by labeling it as restrictive. The love of God was on display to Adam and to Eve by enforcing a boundary. And Satan's way to pervert love was to call into question the boundary of love. And nothing has changed. Thus, the continued turmoil on how to define love continues to be a question in culture. All the more reason why God's love must be on display. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 Recounts this, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you know what held Jesus to the cross? I would propose to you today that it was not the nails. I would propose to you that it was love that kept Jesus on the cross for you And for me, it was love on display for everyone to be able to see. I like the way that the song says it. And if I could sing, I would sing it. But it says, while he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Matthew 27, verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain, that means in two, from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Can I tell you, friend, that whenever love is on display, it always opens a door. The love of God always provides access to his presence. And what used to be restricted was made available that day because love was on display. Stand with me. I have a simple message today. Is the love of God on display in your life? It's a simple question. I've grown up in church my whole life, and I've heard about the fruit of the Spirit, but I don't know if I've ever actually thought about the fruit of the Spirit. It's a byproduct of knowing Him. It's a byproduct of being around Him, of walking with Him. And so today, I just want us to lift our hands, and I just want us to search ourselves And to ask God, are are we only living in the spirit, content to just a Sunday experience, or are we allowing ourselves to walk in the spirit of God, to be led by him, to to bear witness, to bear fruit of the witness of the moving of the spirit of God in our lives. It'll open a door that only it can open. It'll open a door that no man can shut. It's on display for all of those who need it. And for those who are so longingly looking for it, we have the ability to show love today, to show the love of God, to put it on display for others to be able to see. One more time, let's lift our hands if Pastor Cody comes. Jesus, we love you. God, you've been so good to us. God, let it be in this place. In the name of Jesus. I want us to take a moment here and I want us to lift our hands and I want us to pray. There's a touch of God here in this room. Would you just do that? Just open your heart.
I'm going to mention one thing, and then we're going to let you, we're going to have a time of fellowship before we get into our family, family worship service. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 is a very familiar portion of Scripture, but, but we can't let Scripture become familiar. But God commendeth his love toward us. Somebody say me. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Love opens the door to others. Love opens the door to minister to other people and to display the fruit of the Spirit. That is the mission of the church and the mission of the body of Christ. But let us never forget in this room that love, His love, opened the door for you and me to come to Him. Not when I had it together. Not when I had it all good and all right and had everything in order. While I was a sinner, He died for me. And I want somebody to know in this room, I feel a witness here. I want somebody to know in this room that while you were yet a sinner, He still loved you. Maybe you're in sin this morning. I'm going to tell you, he loves you as much as he loved you when you were doing good. When you had it all together, he loved you then and he loves you now. And if you can receive the love of God this morning, there's going to be a door. You can't walk in here with guilt and shame and condemnation. There's got to be an understanding in somebody in this building this morning that he loves you. Somebody say, he loves me. I've come to tell somebody in this room that he loves you. It's simple and you've heard it over and over, but he loves you. He died for you. He was beaten and bruised and hung on a cross for you. He loves us. And if you will allow that understanding to come into your life, it's going to open a door in your spirit for him to come near you. I want you to lift your hand. I know what I feel in this room right now. I want you to lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive your love. I receive your love. I don't feel like I deserve it, but I receive your love today. Your cross makes me worth your love. What you have done while I was yet a sinner. Come on, I know what I feel in this room right now. Somebody needs to receive the love of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we receive your love. We receive your love. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You're one prayer away from God changing your future. You're one prayer away from God turning, turning it all around. Somebody say you're one prayer away. Come on, he's not shut his ear off toward you. He's, he's open to you. He's ready to hear your prayer. Somebody clap your hands if you believe that. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Edwards, we thank you for that word today. Aren't we thankful for the word of God? If you feel to pray, they're going to they're gonna turn on some music. This will be a a place of prayer, you're welcome to come and you're welcome to pray. 
If not, we want you to fellowship. We want you to take a moment here. We've got a little bit of extra time today. Our preacher was not long-winded today, but it was amazing. It was so good. And uh, we want you to take time to fellowship, and uh, we'll see you back in here at 11 o'clock. God bless you. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.